So hello, this is Leah Furness. I'm a Development Officer with Community First Yorkshire. To celebrate Volunteers Week, I'm chatting to my colleague Dowie about his volunteering. Hi Dowie. Hi, good afternoon. Hello, you alright? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Um, so if you could just tell us what your volunteering role is. Yeah, sure. I mean, first it's probably worth me saying that I have a role as the Health Partnerships Manager in Community First Yorkshire. Um, so that, that has sort of led me into potentially wanting to do more as a volunteer. Um, I've volunteered for Team Rubicon, which is predominantly uh, an ex-forces uh, volunteer site uh, charity. But it does obviously have a, a number of other people that have got involved as well. And uh, I actually picked up on it and was brought to it by a friend of mine who you may have heard of, who is... Leveson Wood, who is the guy who's walked the Nile and walked with elephants and is on the BBC. And I saw a photograph of him on my Facebook site, um, volunteering with Team Rubicon with a T-shirt on. And I thought, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Um, I'm ex-military myself, so I wanted to do my bit. That's fabulous. I'm going to check that out on the BBC. I've, um, I've not heard of him, but uh, uh, the Nile and elephants, that sounds great. Um, so... What drove you to get involved? Uh, I, I really wanted to get involved to do my bit. I think that's the best way of explaining it. I feel like I am fit, healthy, albeit not as young as I was. And not having any illness, I felt that I could be in a position to help someone else. Now, whether that's a group of people or an individual. Uh, so that's why I volunteered. And I really think that there are, there are people out there that can help do with our help and I thought that I was well placed to do so. Great um, and I suppose probably for those listening who might not know as much about Team Rubicon could you explain to us a little bit about the kind of work that they do? Yeah well Team Rubicon it is as I mentioned predominantly ex-military charity but they are there to support and particularly support during times of crisis Okay. So they have various teams that are able to help with whether it be structural buildings, manpower support, uh, volunteering for specific projects or volunteering at a time of crisis. And what they do is they have an operational team that once you volunteer will work out where your strengths lie and where you're best suited to volunteer. Um, now for me that, that's been a little bit awkward because I wasn't in a position to travel too far. I did want to stay obviously somewhere in Yorkshire ideally and as close to home would be beneficial. Uh, the placements can vary from sort of one month down to a few hours uh, as part of that volunteer package that they offer. So I hope that I might be able to man a phone line even if it's just for an hour a week to support someone who might be shielding or is feeling vulnerable they may be ex-forces, they may not be, but I think just to be able to offer that assurance and support to someone who's in a worse position than I am is really yeah. good, and I think that's the least that I can do. That's great. Um, so I was going to ask you, what do you like about your volunteering? But I'm getting the impression that perhaps you've not done too much of it yet for Team Rubicon. Is that right? Yeah, not, not with Team Rubicon. So I'd like to think that, like so many people out there, that we've all done our little bit just in our neighbourhoods, in our villages, in our communities. So I made a, an early pledge to help with my neighbours who are older than me, let's say. I don't like <laughs> using the term elderly. Um, they are reasonably fit, but obviously they both decided to 
shield themselves because one had COPD and the other's an elderly lady who had had a fall. So I just put a note on the window saying, I'm only next door, I'm here to help, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and then asked them to correspond with me with anything they needed. So I became their shopper, um, posting things for them, just nipping up to the local shop. So it's not a bo big volunteer role, but certainly just helping locally. And uh, I've been able to do that for a few other people as well. That's great. I think from the conversations I've been having with people, there's a lot of people who are stepping up and doing that in their local communities. And it's that that little bit. It all adds up, doesn't it, all together? Um, do you think there's any particular challenges with your volunteering or perhaps do you perceive some? Has there not been able to quite get going and get started as much as you'd like been a bit of a challenge? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I would say for someone who's who's worked in a charity before or volunteered before, that they have an understanding of what it involves. But I think for anyone that's new to it, it's a bit like going to a new job. You're a little bit uncertain. You're not quite sure if you've got the right qualities. Uh, and criteria to fill, match the role. So um, I, had, I had that really, because it was something new. I hadn't really been heavily involved in mental health charities, mental health work. But the Rubicon charity suggested that if I was to be involved, that they would give me some training. So it'd be some online training and, and webinars, which is really good. So not only would I be getting some training and upskilling, um, it would also make sure that, that obviously they have their assurance as well that the delivery uh, is right for them as well. That's great. Um, thinking about, you know, you've just said that you've done volunteering in the past and worked for the charities. Um, if you can think of a big myth about volunteering, what would it be and sort of a bit of myth busting around it? Um, well, it was a great phrase I heard this morning because a lot of the conversations I have are with uh, voluntary and community sector volunteers and it was that volunteering's for life, not just for crisis, which yeah. I thought is, is really pertinent to the situation we're in at the moment. Um, so it's not a myth, but I just thought what a lovely slogan that is. Um, but I think the myths are that actually all you're doing is, is supporting someone just to you know, help them out and you know, dishing out bits, bits of food or dropping off parcels. But I think volunteering can be a lot more. It's actually reassuring people. It's having conversations with people. Uh, it's engaging with people. So I think just from a social well-being factor, I think that's the most important thing. That actually, even if you don't think you've got a, a vast number of skills that can be used, you, you're probably quite wrong. Because actually, if you're willing to listen to someone and have a conversation with them, that's actually sometimes all that's needed. And it doesn't really matter which organization that you might be volunteering with i think if you're able to listen and have conversations with people i think that's really important at the moment absolutely and i completely agree with you and that's not just the personal people that you're volunteering with either i think for volunteers that benefit to getting out there and those social connections and their well-being definitely yeah. um last one and then i'll let you i'll let you get on um what would you say to someone who was thinking about getting involved with volunteering well, take the plunge, quite literally. Uh, if you're thinking, you're halfway there. If it's coming to your mind, you're already halfway there. All it needs is probably a phone call, uh, an email, a text, a Facebook message to an organization, or someone, someone like ourselves, Community First Yorkshire, helping to 
uh, bring all the volunteer support together. There are a number of organizations that really need people to help. So the more of us that can step up to the mark, I think that's great. That's been fantastic. Lovely speaking to you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, and have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.